0: I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is CityCast Chicago. Today is Wednesday, March 17, 2021, and welcome. Welcome to our little slice of the podcast universe where every day we are looking at the coolest, most complicated city in the world with the people writing its story. Me, well, I'm just an educator, a storyteller and a Southsider who loves this city, the culture, the resilience, the people, but trust me, that love ain't jaded. I know this place is nuanced, segregated, and means something different to every person who calls it home. So I want to talk with as many people as I can. And that includes you. So reach out and tell me a little bit more about your blog. I know y'all hear those horns. That's my boy, Sam Trump. If you know, you know, and if you don't, you know now. Take one listen. It's St. Patrick's Day, y'all, and the city of Chicago is almost one year to the date of the stay-at-home order. If you remember last year, some folks showed their ass, and you know who I'm talking about. A year later, we check in to see what are the choices a few Chicagoans made this holiday weekend.
1: Yeah, and everyone's just excited. I don't know, it's a good time. Everyone wants to get back to normal life and see their family.
0: And as the city starts the conversation on returning to normal, I pump the brakes and ask, what the hell is normal? But first, a little bit of news, y'all. A couple of quick headlines we're thinking about today. As Chicago Department of Public Health Commissioner Dr. Allison Woody announced yesterday, Chicago plans to move into Phase 1C of coronavirus vaccinations March 29th. Now, if you have no idea what any of that means for you, you're not alone. The city will be announcing more details later today. Next... The Chicago Independent Venue League, also known as Civil, has an emergency relief fund for employees out of work because there are no concerts now that could be changing. Some good news for you today. Ravinia, you know, the historic outdoor music venue in Highland Park on Chicago's North Shore, said yesterday that it plans to reopen in July. My producer couldn't help but tell me about the time she saw Aretha Franklin. Uh, But they're not alone. Wrigley also announced a slate of potential concerts if reopening plans stay on schedule. Now, I'm still holding out for news about the Silver Room block party. Yeah, I'm gonna be out there when that day comes. That's our quick news for the day. For other important stories and Vax Facts, remember, sign up for our newsletter at citycast.fm. Don't go anywhere, y'all. We're just getting started. Now, as we all know, St. Patty's Day is today, but the party is always the weekend before. Do you remember what Mayor Lightfoot told you last year?
2: Everyone has a role to play in keeping our city uh, safe and healthy. While it's safe to continue to go about your daily lives, please remember to be smart, be responsible, and use common sense.
0: Yeah, that was one of our light condemnations. This year, it was basically the same message from R. Woody, the city's top doc.
2: You know, green beer does not protect you from COVID, right? There is nothing different about St. Patrick's Day uh, that that means you should give up on the things that you would normally take from a COVID precaution.
0: Which was confusing because the mayor wasn't going to do the infamous dying of the river, but then surprise, she did. Now, St. Patty's Day isn't a big deal for me as far as the holidays go, but I understand people love their tradition. Chicago needs to turn up in green. And the holiday marked a big shift in the pandemic last year. Maybe you remember the huge crowds and then the stay-at-home order that followed. So where are we one year later? Now, folks marked the occasion on Saturday, so we sent CityCast producer Simone Alisea to find out. Okay, so you went into the heart of Wrigleyville, Clark and Addison. Set the scene for me. What was it like? What would you see?
1: Yeah, so I was basically just standing right in front of Wrigley Field, and like as uh, partiers would come to like take a picture, I would mm-hmm. kind of accost them. You know, it, it was uh, more people than I've seen in the past year. But what I'll say is, it's nothing like you would think about when you think about Wrigleyville like during a Cubs game or during previous St. Paddy's days, right? It's crowded, but it's it's pandemic crowded, right?
0: Right. Right. <laughs> right. I love that that's the new way to describe something. It was no it was, it was it wasn't like packed, but it was it was pandemic packed for sure. <laughs> was there anything surprising that you heard when you stopped people on the streets?
1: The most surprising thing I found was just the tourists. I met at least two different groups who came from California. Did you guys come here for St. Patrick's Day? Yes. Really? Why? LA's (laughs) close. Everything is close in LA. We were like, we gotta get out. I heard that this is the best place to celebrate St. Patrick's Day, second to Ireland, of course. Really? Yeah.
0: I've never heard that one before, the second best place to celebrate St. Patrick's Day. And I've also never really heard people coming from LA to Chicago in the middle of March. When you're talking to tourists, did they seem afraid to be traveling, um, or were they just fatigued?
1: No, they weren't. They weren't worried at all about traveling. Um, in fact, that this group of women that we're hearing from, they're kind of a like a travel group, um, and they have sort of been going further and further afield from their hometown since since vaccines started rolling out. We're actually, well, half of us are vaccinated now, okay. so um, I feel like we feel more safe, but but we still wear our mask and we still, you yeah. know your own risks, your your benefits outweigh the risk, you know, like whatever, it's up to you.
0: Yeah, You hear a lot about your choices and what are your risks. With the vaccine rollout, was that something common that you were hearing from people that whether they were vaccinated or not, they felt safer.
1: Yeah. I think, you know, most of the people I talked to, if they were vaccinated, they, they volunteered that information. They were sort of ready to tell me that. Um,
0: People are just like offering their medical history now. Like, <laughs> It's hey. weird,
1: right? Yeah, that's... They
0: sneeze and they just like, hey, <laughs> I've, I've, I've been to the doctor. I've had both shots.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, but typically what that would be is like one or two people within a group of, you know, four or five, six, right? That said, other people had, you know, other reasons for feeling like it was okay for them and safe for them. To be out and about
2: i'm probably the wrong person to ask about that because I, I don't really quarantine i'm not really nervous about it i'm young enough to where i am comfortable thinking that I'll, I'll be able to fight it and i'll be fine i uh, i'm not going to let it define what i do so, so you're you've always been
1: throughout the past year you've been pretty
0: yeah
2: the only tough part is is with parents you got to be a little careful with but that's for me I, I could care less to be honest hey
0: i feel at this point people outside either sound really cautious with their joy you know like they're telling you how much they've done to be outside or you have people who you know recognize that the pandemic is still ongoing but like you said they it's their personal choice to to move forward as things seem to be getting a little bit safer were restaurants businesses anybody police or security on the street like kind of keeping track of the crowd or telling people to keep their mask on
1: there would be these really big lines outside of bars and uh, there were bouncers out who were trying to get these groups of people to say socially distance outside while they were waiting. And that got kind of hairy. Those those sidewalks felt really, really cramped. But I didn't see a whole lot of crowding indoors, um, which which frankly surprised me.
0: Well, I didn't go out on St. Paddy's Day. And it's not beca- necessarily because of the crowd, but it's also because St. Paddy's Day really isn't a kind of that big of a a holiday to me. But for people who were outside, um, was there a sense that people just wanted to celebrate, they just wanted to be outdoors again?
1: Yeah, I think a a phrase I kind of kept hearing was this idea of forward progress, that where we are now is different from where we were a year ago. I ran into a group of people who came up from Hyde Park who kind of talked about this. Our last time going out actually was last year, St. Patrick's really? Day. Yeah, you haven't really been out since then. No, no so and last year was kind of iffy, and we still were like, ah, oh, let's just do it for the one time. But now we're back. So how does it feel to be back after having, you know, having not been able to go out? What weird. Yeah. Were you guys worried at all about the crowds, uh, or do you feel like you're going to be able to to stay safe, or, or that there's, you know? To be safe. A lot of places are being are taking precaution, and you know, and try to stay safe. So we're just, you know, hoping for the best at this point.
0: You can really hear the uneasiness in her voice at the end. Like they want to go outside to experience that feeling of normalcy to enjoy themselves. Simone, I appreciate you going out on a Saturday uh, to talk with a bunch of people who could have been a range of things, from drunk to chaotic uh, it's all up in your face Uh, so i appreciate you doing that for us
1: yeah thanks jacoby glad to do it
0: don't go anywhere we're talking with a restaurant owner who had the opportunity like so many to open their business back up to get their own sense of normal and yet they stay closed we'll talk to them next stick around City cash Chicago is obsessed with a rink on the south side. I grew up roller skating, and this is Chicago's roller skating mecca. Whether you know how to big wheel or barely know how to stop, the rink has the best skating floor around, and trust me, the greatest music to skate to. Visit TheRinkChicago.com, and when you stop by, tell them CityCast Chicago sent you. I mean, it might not get you like a discount or anything, but... It sounded cool, right? St. Patty's Day can be a big money maker for restaurants and bars, especially if your bar is known internationally for offering some of the best beer. Hop Leaf in Andersonville, about 15 blocks north of where Simone was, could have been getting paid last weekend, but this thing closed until at least April 1st. Michael Roper is the owner. Michael, we're talking today about choices we've been forced to make because of the pandemic uh, and how some of those parties we just heard from felt like going out was a part of normalcy. Uh, what does St. Patty's Day look like normally for you as a business owner? You know, how does Hop Leaf do?
2: It is one of those days where a lot of people are out and about there's a lot of people who plan on eating and drinking out on St. Patty's Day.
0: Can you tell me a little bit more about Hop Leaf? Like how many uh, staff members do you have? How many people are impacted by this?
2: So on uh, March 15th, 2020, we had 65 employees uh, between full and part-time. On St. Patty's Day, we laid everybody off uh, and we closed. And it's like turning the faucet off for them.
0: Uh, What are some other things as a business owner that you've had to adapt to over the last year?
2: The biggest thing that we've had to adapt to is uncertainty. You know, we don't, you know, we run a business, you know, you have to buy perishable goods uh, you have to plan on, you know, scheduling employees and things like that. Well, there is no certainty. Are we going to even be allowed to open? Do we have 25% capacity, 50% capacity? And even today, we are still living with uncertainty. When when does the pandemic um, end? When does... Uh, the infection rate dropped to a point where we can be 75% full.
0: One of the things you said is you're not gonna open until it makes sense to, you know, but like, but with what you just said, with all of the uncertainty, you know, what does that look like? So
2: the reason that we didn't reopen earlier is that it's very difficult to be both safe and economically viable. I never, believed in having circus tents or igloos or plastic pods. I don't think they're safe. I don't think they're safe for customers. I don't think they're safe for staff. So we didn't do that. By April 1st, we can not only have, you know, practical, viable outside seating, but we can open up our windows. We can open up our doors. We can be much, much safer. It gives customers confidence I don't want to close. We were a place that was open 365 days a year for over 28 years. So being closed every day is painful.
0: Speaking of normalized, uh, what does normal look like moving forward?
2: I don't think that we will, and in some ways I don't think we should go back to the way things used to be. You know, we're at full stop. When you start over, isn't this the greatest time ever? to fix things that are broken, to, you know, work on, you know, solving some of the unfairness, the inequities, the non-inclusiveness that, you know, our business is rightfully accused of. And some of those problems actually, you know, are things like, why did we get caught so flat-footed when this uh, pandemic started? It's because we weren't really prepared for this kind of emergency. And I think that in the future, we need to prepare for it. You know, a lot, of, uh, a lot of restaurants found themselves without any rainy day fund. And, you know, I think we're gonna make it a priority to have a rainy day fund now, you know, to set some money aside. And, and also we're able to, you know, help our employees a little bit more.
0: These conversations today remind me And while we've all been affected by COVID, our experiences are unique. I mean, you don't need me to tell you the pandemic has been terrible and life altering. We've all lost so much, but I want you to take a second to think, really think about the choices you've had to make over the last year, how difficult they've been, the choices your friends and family have made on holidays and non-holidays, the choices of officials and strangers you've side-eyed and protested. And our desire to get back to normal, to ballparks and festivals, parades and consumption. Let's not lose sight that the city's inequities have been exacerbated this past year and laid bare for all to see, that we are not all working with the same number of choices. The pursuit and celebration of joy is so very necessary but i'd also argue that normal wasn't that damn good to begin with and what comes next proves to be even harder for so many so let's reimagine better for our city That's Cash Chicago for Wednesday, March 17th. I'll talk to you again on Friday. I know, I know you want more, but it's all good. We're getting things in order for you. I promise. We'll talk soon. Peace.